Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. Happy Thursday. Hello. We would never change the day we release this. No, I think that's like the one thing we got to stick with. And I think it's because of that one time that Chris Garofoli, hashtag superfan Chris G, said Thursday is the new black. And that was like six and a half years ago. And I still agree with him. Hi, Chris. I know he listens every once in a blue moon because he'll text me out of the blue. He'll be like, oh, I'm just thinking of you guys. I hope you're doing well. And you know who else does that is Matt Crowley. I saw Matt Crowley commented on our Instagram. Holy feels like I miss you too, Joy. Hey, Matt. Hi, Matt Crowley. How's it going? Do you know why we picked Thursdays? I think we just randomly picked it. We just randomly picked it. I think it was because like that was the day, the morning you finished editing our first podcast episode on a Wednesday and you're like, should we release this tomorrow? I was like, yeah, sure. Sure. (laughs) Why not? Why not? Well, here we are. It's another week. How are you doing? Oh, it's been a bit, another fun-filled week of parenting. Our au pair has been out of town. And so part as part of the au pair program, we have an au pair. If you guys have never heard me talk about this, she's from Brazil. She moved in with us in January. Obviously, we had no idea what the year would bring, but I've been so grateful that we have had her. If we did not have her, I probably would have had to quit my job because, you know, Brandon obviously still goes into work at the hospital or who knows what I would have done. But I'm so, so grateful that we have her. She lives with us. We have a spare bedroom in the basement that she lives in. Um, it's a nice bedroom. It's not like we don't just like stick her in the crawl space. And as part of the au pair program, she gets two paid weeks off every year. And so this was one of her weeks. She actually took like a week and two days. It was her birthday last Tuesday. So happy birthday, Maxine. And she, you know, part of the the draw and the reason that people come to be an au pair is to travel and see the States. And obviously that hasn't been possible for her. And so she and one of her friends did a road trip like down to Lake. They went to Telluride. They went to Lake Powell. They went to Moab. And then they spent a couple nights at an Airbnb in the mountains. So she'll be back tomorrow. I'm very excited about that. But that just means that there was a lot more like hands-on juggling of parenting and working at the same time with the kids at home with no other adults in the house. And then this weekend, Evie got really sick and we don't really know what is her deal. She just woke up with a super high fever and like super lethargic and crappy feeling and has just like been whimpering all day and it's just sad little Evie. Would you like to tell everyone about your mom smock? Okay, so I'm wearing a mom smock. <laughs> I turned on the camera and I was like, wait a minute, Claire, are you churning butter you today? Doing? Yes. Um, I forgot I had this on when the camera turned on. I ha- it's, you know, it's just like a front, it's a mo- it's a smock. There's no better way to describe it. It's a linen. It's exactly what it looks like. It's a linen like, yeah. smock. It has pockets in the front. It's my mom's smock. I love it. I put it on when I'm cooking and I put it on anytime we're like doing a craft. It's like kind of makes me feel like a kindergarten teacher slash organic farmer. Yeah. It's like kind of this sagey green color. I'd recommend it. I, th- I got it from an Instagram ad and I really appreciate it. <laughs> I asked Clara, I was like, do you use it as a napkin too? She's yeah. like, oh yeah, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> so you can do whatever you want with it. You could just wear this and nothing else if you like have a thing for that. But it's like, <laughs> it's, it, and it would still be like very good coverage. For sure. Not in the just back. In- <laughs> <laughs> that's just fine. in case you're into that thing. You know, just in case you want to walk around in a smock. Hmm. Um yeah, it's great. great. I'm a big fan. It's a good look. It's a good quarantine look. So yeah, I have my mom's mock <laughs> Function over fashion is pretty much... It's an interesting... Like I've been hearing about all of these, you know, brands that are um, focused on like business, casual and business professional clothes are like doing really bad right now because no one has to dress up and go to work anymore. We're all just wearing smocks and leggings and <laughs> going about our lives. I don't know mm-hmm. when I think I just bought something at the Nordstrom sale and it felt really weird because I used to go shopping all the time. I even like at Target and now it just feels I'm not passing judgment, but for me personally, it feels irresponsible to just go out and like leisurely shop. I feel like I'm still taking any yeah. trip to be like pretty necessary. So anything that's like kind of leisure I have been allowing some Target trips because I feel like just mentally I need to be around the products, but I really usually go when I... <laughs> I just need to go. I need to go be around the products. Uh, 
I told you about my... Joy needs to be in her natural habitat of... Yeah, I told you about my Sephora trip like two months ago when they opened. And I just walked in and I was like, I'm just so happy to be be here on the products. But for the (laughs) most part, I haven't really... The guy was really not understanding me at all. He kind of looked at me like... You work at Sephora. (laughs) You should understand how great this is. But yeah, I think anything, any trip that I take right now, I'm just trying to be super... Yeah, intentional about it and so we, leisurely shopping is like oh yeah. so i haven't really bought anything i usually like to go buy some clothes browsing definitely feels hard to yeah. like it's just not relaxing browsing feels difficult and then i think about yeah i just don't mm. know if i'm i feel irresponsible so then i feel bad and then i just leave so any trip i take is kind of like get in get out do what you got to do i will say i did some browsing at target yesterday with miles and that's how he got his first like big kid backpack Ooh. The shark backpack? The shark backpack. It's blue with blue sharks. Mm -hmm. If you've ever met Miles, you know that that is like 1000% his aesthetic is sharks. (laughs) Just any nature, any animals. Snakes. How's he doing with the poison ivy? Totally gone. It's better. Yeah. It's, I mean, his face is still like kind of peeling in some places, but um, yeah, he's good. Um, what's new with you? Well, we just finished our home improvement of putting in hardwood floors. We did not that do it. That feels like let it happened be, pretty let quick. Let me be clear. We did three rooms. We did our living room, our master bedroom, and then one of the guest rooms. And it's something we've been wanting to do for a long time. Four pets, I kind of drew the line. I was like, we can't have carpet in this house with four pets. And so, um, two dogs, two cats. So we finally just did it. And uh, it was great. The guys who came were super, super nice. Um, it did take, it felt, it was only supposed to be Thursday, Friday, but it kind of just got delayed just because we have certain areas of the house that are like really hard to cut. But keeping dogs busy, we had a couple friends watch them for <laughs> first couple days, but then, you know, kind of got extended a little bit longer. So I was like, just trying to be as creative as I could, um, keeping the dogs out of the house and kind of away from the floors. But I think the hardest part of this is like, making me realize like, I think one of the hardest parts that Scott and I have is moving furniture together. Like when you move furniture with Brandon, do you guys like just yell at each other? Because I, Scott and I, whenever we move furniture, I'm like, I have to prepare myself that I'm like, this is not going to go well. Like (laughs) I have to be just like, so is it that you can't decide on where it's going to go or that like the actual physical act of moving furniture causes marital strife it's the act of physically moving furniture because we're both kind of alpha in some way so he wants to do it one way and then I'm like well, why don't we do it this way and then we ended up doing it his way and then I get mad <laughs> I mean I should know this by now after whatever 13 years together but it's just so funny every time we we move furniture oh and the other thing it, it just totally reminds me of that friends episode where he's like pivot pivot yes and they're like and then Chandler's like oh my god stop shut up (laughs) shut up yeah well there's this one point where I have to just like mentally prepare myself because I'm like okay before we pick this up Scott I need you to tell me exactly what you want me to do because what he'll do is he'll pick (laughs) it up and he'll just start moving and I'm like where are you going where are we going tell me which way (laughs) we need a plan it is like the most perfect yeah it's the perfect practice for very clear communication. I mean, I was about to say, like, I remember when I was in high school and I went to student council camp. Woo-hoo. Don't be jealous, guys. I was so cool in high school that one of like the leadership uh, activities they would have you do is like walk through this human maze and one person, one partner would have a blindfold on and the other person would just be, have to like direct them. And I'd be like, okay, forward, 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 stop, turn right, forward, 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 stop. But, you know, so I've been trained. <laughs> You're like, you know how to do this. Yeah. You know how to navigate I've, this. I've been yeah. given official training. Yeah. That's so funny. It really is funny. It's, yeah. So it, it's kind of a joke now because I'm like, okay, I got to move furniture. We really got to get prepared here. But now it looks great. And that project is uh, knocked off our list. But yeah, it's been, you know, just one of those weekends where you just feel like you get, you have a lot of like work projects and, and house projects that you're like, oh, it's already the end of the weekend. So, and then next week is September and that cliche of like, how the heck did August pass by and how are we almost to, mm. to the fall? Yeah, it's almost your birthday month. Yeah, it's, it's almost my birthday month, which I'm, I decided to take the whole week off of my birthday because it's Labor Day week. And mm. I have right. so much PTO. At that point, like to take a day off in the yeah. middle of Labor Day week already is like, yeah. 
Because Labor Day's late this year. Labor Day's late. And then oh, it made me think of Camp Timeout when we did Camp Timeout a couple years ago. I know. We were supposed to have done Camp Timeout this year, guys. It, ha- it was at one point on the books and then obviously got taken off the books. But One day. One day. One day. So, yeah. So, I'm taking the week off. I don't really know what I'm going to do, but I just need to use some PTO. And I know by now that uh, if I don't take time off, I'm going to get really... I'm not going to be in a good mental space. So yeah, so that's my life. Um, We got a lot of really good voice memos and emails from last week. They're really, really good. I kind of want to start with a really quick email though, because it was just so, so cute. This is from Allison. Hi, Joy and Claire. I'm writing from a very rainy Sheffield, England, home of stainless steel, the full Monty and Sean Bean. As one of your British correspondents to respond to a few British-ish-ish British-ish things have come up recently. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Our British correspondence. I love this. Home of stainless steel also. Who knew? Who knew? Number one, Claire said she was going to bake, what is it, treacle? 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 Okay. (laughs) To bake treacle tart from the Harry Potter cookbook. You absolutely must. It's delicious. I haven't seen that recipe, but you must use proper golden syrup for the filling. Don't substitute with anything else and don't add a pastry lid. Okay, good. Hot tips. Makes me really want to watch Great British Bake Off. I would also like to say that it is really hard to find golden syrup in the States. Like this is not something that is a common ingredient. Okay. It's not like at our grocery store. Uh, I mean, it might be, it's not like, yeah, it's not just something, the American equivalent of golden syrup is corn syrup. I don't know how they differ, but I do know that finding like true golden syrup is a little bit of a hassle. So thank you for that tip. I'll make sure to prioritize that and I'll make sure to give myself some time to order it online. So can you just tell me this is a dumb thing that I could Google, but just for the sake of saying it on the podcast, what is a treacle tart and why is it in Harry Potter? So my understanding about what it is, and I've never had it, is, but somebody else sent me a DM and said, it's similar to pecan pie, except no nuts, but it's like that type of flavor. And they said there's breadcrumbs in it. And I was like, I mean, I don't feel like I've ever met a breadcrumb recipe I didn't love. (laughs) So so that sounds great to me. Um, And it's in Harry Potter. I mean, I think it's just like a really common British dessert. So it's in Harry Potter. It's Harry Potter's favorite dessert. I wonder if Mary Berry has a recipe for treacle. Ooh, I'm going to look it up right now. But she does. Okay, number two, back to her email. Number two, Joy asked about how British people... Oh, what? hold on. Mary Berry puts a woven lattice top on her treacle tart. (laughs) So I don't know. I mean, Allison says, don't add a pastry lid. Mary Berry says, add a pastry lid. Do too. I'm going to have yeah. to do two, do a two kinds, test. I think. Do a taste test. Okay. okay, anyway. Number two, Joy asked about how British people feel about the royal family slash Meghan and Harry. It's a long answer, but every view is represented. We have some strong royalists and strong Republicans, but most people are in between. So it must be a different definition of right, Republican. Right, right, right. There's an acknowledgement that they bring in a lot of money to the country, and it's a tradition most people I know wouldn't care less if we didn't have a royal family. There was a lot of sympathy for two princes and how they and their mother were treated, but there has also been a lot of unpleasant attitudes towards Meghan Markle and how she's manipulating Harry. A lot of it is stemming from underlying racist view, racist views, all very unpleasant. I really enjoy the podcast and love that I can now listen to it whilst I'm working from home. I'm sorry. I just love that. <laughs> a bonus of our current circumstances. Best wishes to you and your families, Allison. I so wanted to be like, listen to it whilst I'm working from home. <laughs> so cute. Oh my so goodness. Cute. So cute. You sound like Mrs. Doubtfire when you try to do Thank a British you. accent. I know. I'm not, I Hello. love, if, if you haven't, if you haven't listened to Phoebe Robinson's podcast, she's, she just started another one. She originally did um, so many white guys and two dope queens. Mm-hmm. And she um, now has one called and she was on two dope queens and has tons of comedy specials. But she 
She has one now called Black Frasier. She's never watched an episode of Frasier in her life. But she's like, <laughs> I just want to be the, the Black Frasier. And her boyfriend is British and she calls him British Bake Off. She just calls him British Bake Off. She calls him, yeah, and then sometimes she'll just call him Bake Off. And if you've never read any of her books, they're they're so funny to listen to. If you just need to kind of check out and have such a good laugh, they're so, 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 so good. So Phoebe Robinson, two of her books is, one is Don't Touch My Hair, and the other one is Everything's Trash, But That's Okay. <laughs> but her boyfriend and her do like the intro to the podcast, and he's just in his cute little accent. Anyway, the whole point too is like she tries to do a British accent and it's so bad that they just laugh the whole time and she knows it's bad and it's just really, really adorable. So good laughs, good laughs. Okay. So our question last week that we asked everybody was what is something that you're really good at? What is something that you're proud of about yourself or like a skill that you have or just something that you're really good at? We asked you guys to call in and brag about yourselves. All right, so here we go. The first one is Mira, and I'm just going to say it because she wrote or she left a longer voice memo, um, but she goes, I just want you to know for the first minute of this, it's what I'm really good at. And she said her, she's really good at hugging. And I was like, of course you are, Mira. She's really good at hugging. And then I was just like, who else in my life do I know is like really good huggers? Like there's a few people that I know. I'm like, oh, you just get the best hugs. Like the bear hugs that just kind of like you sink into. I've heard Oprah's a really good hugger too. You've brought that up a couple (laughs) times. I know. I know. I just <laughs> just heard it's I've heard she just give, gives the best hugs and she just smells so good. Uh, I think it's my one of my life goals is just to be hugged. Just to by get Oprah. hugged by Oprah. I think oh, that's a great life God. goal. Yes. Okay. Okay. This one is from Justine. Hey, Joanne and Claire. This is Justine from Massachusetts. Um, you may also know me as this is what I look like girl. One of my proudest moments in podcasting history. First of all, I love this segment. Love that you're bringing us all together with kind of our weird little habits. There's always someone out there who's weirder than you or who's equally as weird. So anyway, my proudest moment currently is I just took a demotion at work and I did it for my own mental health, less stress on my day-to-day life. I have a shorter commute, which is life-changing. I do actually have to drive to work. I'm not doing it from home, so (laughs) it's not that short, but it's short enough. And I am proud that my ego has not been tarnished. I still feel that I deserve the job I had, um, but I just feel this is the right time for me. It sucks that it has to happen because of motherhood and all that stuff, but that's a whole other topic. But I am proud that I am moving on, going with the flow, and I'm not letting it get to my head that someone thinks I couldn't handle my job because I know I could. So clearly my ego is doing just fine. Thanks, ladies. Oh, I love that. And I love her. That's so great. I want to know. I mean, there's I feel like there's a backstory there that I want to like, I'm I'm glad that she is really at peace with it. Because it sounds like just from the few small details that we got, that would be something that would be easy to not be at peace with if that was if it was something that wasn't your choice. So great job. You are an inspiration to people not letting not taking things personally just like we talked about last week. Hi, Joy and Claire. This is Bethany from Elgin, Illinois, outside of Chicago. Um, Your question this week was uh, to brag about yourself. And one thing that I want to brag about myself is I'm really good at finding the positive in things, the silver lining. Basically anything, I can find a silver lining. I can find it. If you ever need a, a chipper person or somebody that's happy, I'm your girl. Talk to you guys soon. Oh, I love that. Silver lining. Bethany. That's a good one. We we may have to call you. <laughs> Find the silver lining. I like that one a lot. Okay, this one's from Nikki. Hey, Joy and Claire. This is Nikki. I'm answering your question about what are we most proud of. Um, recently, I've kind of been down a journey of learning more about empathy and specifically empathy in children. Um, My four-year-old son has been having a hard time with naming his feelings and um, kind of expressing them in a constructive way, especially at preschool. And so I just started kind of diving into learning about empathy and feelings and how to communicate that to little kids. And 
it's something that I'm not super great at either as an adult. And so it's kind of been this education for me and for him. But I'm super proud of how I've been able to notice that part of my parenting style wasn't really working for him and um, adjust that. And now he's doing so much better and is able to express how he's feeling and not judge his feelings and not feel judged. And, um, and I'm even getting better at managing my own hard feelings. So yeah, I'm, I'm not one to usually like brag about myself or look for encouragement or praise from other people. But I thought that your challenge was like a good one, good practice for me to, to put that out there. So Thanks for putting it out. And thanks for your show. I've been listening for since the beginning. Oh, good for you. I'm so proud of you, Nikki. I know. I think it is also like as a parent, it's so I think all parents are faced with that a lot, whether it's consciously or subconsciously to like recognize that when your kids are facing something, it often means that you need to work on it as well. First of all, recognizing that, but then also like acknowledging it and doing something about it is is huge so good for you that's great and I'm glad that you you know I think that the whole reason behind this question was that I don't think very many of us are the type of people to like go out of our way to be like hey guess what I did today that I was really proud of myself for and to like seek out praise for the things that we do even though we should be so thanks for you know, I think it's good, it takes us out of our comfort zones to say those kinds of things sometimes. I'm so proud of you guys. I'm so proud of everyone who wrote in. And if we didn't get to your voice memo or your email, just know that we listened to them and we gave you a high five from afar and really proud of you to just be like, here's my brag. Here's something I'm really proud of and brag away. Okay. This is from Holly. She wrote in with an email and she says, hello, podcast friends. Listening to your podcast to me feels like catching up with old friends. Love you guys and love the podcast. Before I get into why I'm awesome, she wrote LOL, (laughs) but I'm like, no, you are awesome. I'd like to start with, I spent several years in an abusive and controlling marriage and wasn't quote unquote allowed to brag, take selfies, go on social media or do anything to improve myself because he was a lot of things, but one of those being incredibly insecure. I gained a ton of weight and even dropped out of college because I didn't have enough time for him, like in quotes. Well, I'm proud to say I finally divorced that thing and I fell in love with CrossFit and lost 40 pounds and I'm going back to college in the spring to pursue nursing. My son and I are happy and I'm in a new relationship with the most kind, secure and respectful man. Oh, and I can make a mean cup of coffee. Thank you for all you do and all of the happiness and perspective you brought to my life. You guys are awesome. With love, Holly. Ah. I wish I could just give you a big big hug from afar. Just so Oh my goodness. It can be so hard to find yourself again after dysfunctional relationships. So great. Good job. That's amazing. To you. Good job to you. We're proud of you. And making a mean cup of coffee is also an important. I only very recently learned how to make coffee. Um, Brandon always makes it. And I didn't drink. I was like, wait a minute. Brandon always makes it. I didn't oh, drink coffee until okay. like after Miles was born. I never learned how to make it because I didn't never really sure. drink it mm-hmm. until, you know, I didn't start drinking coffee till like five years ago. Even still, like Brandon, Brandon enjoys making it. Like it's like his ritual. He makes it in the morning. So now I can make it, but I don't really. Make a mean cup of espresso. Nespresso. Nespresso. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't say I make a mean cup of coffee. If you ask for coffee, I can present you with some a few minutes later. But I don't know about <laughs> A mean cup. <laughs> I can present you with. Some. If you ask me for some, some can be procured by me for you. It's oh, so great. Oh, oh, okay, I really want to read this email from Jesse because so many people wrote in and were really happy about your ecology lesson. They're yes. like really here for it. So Jesse wrote in with an awesome email. I'd like to read. Hey, Joy and Claire, I hope this finds you both well. Wanted to reach out and thank you for bringing up our current wildfire situation. The more awareness, the better. I work on a United States Forest Service repel platform. Sounds so amazing. Uh, Jesse, please send more information. Okay, about this. yeah, we read the rest of the I, I know, I know. Okay, it's okay, horrifying. Okay, yeah. And I feel like we've met Jesse. Okay, um, we okay. have. I'm going to start it over. No, I think Jesse was on the um, Don't Be an Asshole panel. <gasps> yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay, that's how I know. Okay, I work on a United States Forest Service repel platform where we repel from a hovering helicopter into remote forest fires. Let's just take a beat to appreciate how that's the scariest thing I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> That is so terrifying. <laughs> Everything. 
You've got repel, terrifying, hovering, hovering helicopter into, into a, fire. a fire. It's just it's fine. Just a random day at work. Good. So that's yeah, it's cool. That could be the whole email, and I would be so <laughs> impressed. But it's not. It's the third sentence. It's just the third <laughs> sentence. Okay. Okay. I want to say this will be my tenth season fighting fire. You want to keep going? <laughs> Yeah, I can. Would you like to take Let over? Let me take it from okay, here. Go. In your podcast, you brought up that the majority of wildfires are caused by human error or the lack of knowledge and understanding of fire behavior. For example, wind and terrain influence increase of the rate of spread in humans, which in the last few years, a lot of our major large fires have been indeed human caused. Lightning is another large producer of forest fires and in the past statistically was on top of the list as far as causes. However, in the recent years, that statistic has changed and now humans are the largest producers of wildfires. Go us. Common causes that a lot of folks don't think about can cause fires are abandoned campfires, which is a given, seasonal debris burning, fireworks, dragging tow chains on campers or trailers that give off sparks, cigarettes, chainsaws, or other power equipment, ATVs and dirt bikes, lawnmowers, down power lines, arson, and railroads. Wow. On top of people's lack of knowledge and how wildfires start, our profession is underpaid for its services. The U.S. government won't even call us firefighters because then there would be an obligation to pay us more. We are technically called quote unquote forestry technicians and barely get paid more than minimum wage and we are risking our lives on a daily basis. In one fire season, a wildland firefighter might see more physical fire than a structure firefighter might see in their entire career, depending on location, of course, and be away from their families for an extended period of time. I believe wholeheartedly that if the U.S. population understood what our job actually entails, they would fight for us and try to make the changes the wildfire community needs to make it a long lasting career. And then they link to an article reference in regards to the changes that need to be made in this career, not only for physical well-being, but mental health as well. So we'll link that in the show notes. And there's also a petition to share and sign. So we'll link both those things in the show notes. So to become advocates for the longevity and safety and just wildfire firefighters, the recognition and pay they deserve. Thank you, Jesse. That is, I think, definitely an issue that a lot, not a lot of us know about and is something that anyone really west of the Mississippi can appreciate how crazy it would be to have that life. I mean, let's just go back to repelling from a hovering helicopter into a remote forest fire, doing that for like barely above minimum wage. Crazy. Thank you. And we will share all of that information. All right. There was one other one we don't necessarily have to listen to, but as I was listening to it, I just thought, oh, this is such a good one where she said, um, I believe it was from Marie. Oh, I can play it. Hi, ladies. This is Marie Vrbelova Campbell. I am coming to you from Billings, Montana. Okay, so one thing that I'm really good at is that I'm very good at getting shelter dogs adopted. Okay, here it goes. So I go to um, my local shelter and I walk the, the dogs. I take them on walks. I take them to the river. I take them on hikes. I uh, take them to local coffee shops or just drive-throughs. Um, we just we just have fun, and I take pictures and videos of them, and then I post them online. I am on Facebook, um, Instagram, and TikTok as Shelter Mom, and I just allow these dogs to have social media presence. And because of that, and because how. Um, cute they are and how I present them as not broken dogs. They're not broken. They're just homeless. That doesn't mean they're bad dogs. Um, They get adopted quickly. Yep, long story short, uh, I've been very successful with it. It makes me it makes me really, really happy. It brings me so much joy, and I'm very proud of it. Okay, that's it. Thank you for encouraging me to say it out loud. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Oh... So today I learned that there is such thing as a dog adoption influencer, and it is what we should all be aspiring for. It's amazing. That's shelter, like my favorite thing I've ever heard. Shelter dog. Shelter mom. Shelter mom. That's amazing. Marie so Campbell, good. you are an angel. Not to mention you live in Billings, Montana, which is where my best friend lives. Yeah. Oh, fun. They're great. Okay. Can I read one quick email from Catherine who had, this is just in regards to the feedback episode or feedback topic we talked about. And she's wrote such a cool email that I'm like, I really want to read this. Catherine writes, Hey, Joy and Claire, I'm a 33 year old resident of Washington, DC. I've been listening to your podcast off and on for years, but haven't missed an episode since your rebrand. In short, I love your podcast and both of you. You feel like friends. CrossFit was a brief but impactful chapter of my life. 
but you both are part of mine now. Fast forward to present with COVID realities and BLM. I'm a federal employee and politics slash this administration tangibly impacts my life, work, headspace. I'm consistently reminded by my small town Wisconsin roots that my quote unquote liberal elite status means I'm out of touch with the realities of the average American. Like somehow my opinions aren't as valid or real. But I got to tell you that for anyone's opinion to matter, all of our opinions need to matter. For the folks who left you negative reviews about your politics, I want to let you know I find you both noticeably restrained and respectful. I sometimes wish you'd be more explicit about how, for example, systemic racism is overtly and covertly alive and well in our country. I understand you try and stay quote unquote respectful, but I would offer there's no middle ground on bigotry and oppression of people of color. In summary, you're doing great and bring joy to my life. Thank you. Love you both. And I'm still trying to figure out how to leave a darn review. Best wishes, Catherine. She spelled it darn. Darn Darn review. review. Thank you, Catherine. That was really great because, you know, just the last week's episode and talking about that, I had a lot to reflect on and some of it was good and some of it was really hard. Um, But your email just kind of gave a lot of perspective that gave me more to think about in a good way and just kind of the validation that everyone's opinion matters. And the reminder that we're really mm-hmm. just not going to be perfect. <laughs> yeah. We're just not perfect. Well, and I just will, I'll, I remember, like, I'm just reminded, like, when we had, we interviewed Chrissy King on Girls Gone Wad, who is a black woman in the kind of fitness influencer space and does quite a lot around educating, you know, mostly white personal trainers about mm-hmm. how to be more inclusive. After we had finished the episode, we were talking off the roll, off, off the record, And I made a comment about, you know, trying to just being, you know, glad to be having a different voice on and how, you know, sometimes I got tired of hearing the same old things from all like the white women that, you know, we hear that like speak in our space. And she said something that was so helpful for me that was like, listen, it's not that my voice or any of our voices are more important than anyone else's. That's the thing. They're, they're all just as important as one another. And, you know, that's where we need to get to is like truly believing that any other person's opinion and not even opinion, but any other person's life perspective and story is as important and most importantly, as valid as valid as mine. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that I don't have to there's there's no you know, I need to just like allow that person's story to be something that I take at face value and that I believe what they're saying and that, you know, I don't like, I got into another very short Instagram tiff with this woman. I'm kind of been like on and off Instagram for this reason, because I find that like, no matter how much I know that it is my place and what I, you know, what I maybe not should be doing, but like what, what I could be doing is like using that place to educate or, you know, it's just hard for me to think like, oh, I'm going to convince you over DM to right. change your I totally to change agree your with ways. you. It's a hard space to like decide which, where like, to Like what are my battles? What battles going to be worth yeah. it? And I finally yeah. have come to decide and realize that like, I don't think any social media right. battles are worth it. Just given that there's no accountability or follow up there. And I think anyway, the point is that it just continuously surprises me the narratives that people will go through to discredit someone else's struggle. And, you know, I think that we also saw it a lot in like the Me Too movement where anybody wants to find a reason to justify something, an injustice that's happening to a group of people. And, you know, I just, I think that that a little bit is maybe not human. I mean, it must be human nature because we all do it to a degree, you know? And I think that's just something that's so uncomfortable right now is having to think, okay, if I'm going to believe anybody, then I need to believe everybody. You know, I think, I think there are definitely, um, I don't want to say exceptions to that role because I think there's exceptions to every role, but like you really just need to find that compassion. And it's so hard for me to put myself in someone's shoes and see, try to understand what they're seeing when all that I'm seeing from them is like, what I perceive as a lack of compassion. Really hard. I've been finding that I think what I've come to with all of this and especially with social media or even just, I've been reflecting a lot on just all the things I'm passionate about and I will continue to be passionate about the things I'm passionate about 
and that's not going to change. But I think what I've realized is that I can't have productive conversations. If I talk about something here on the podcast, it's one-sided. It's you and me, really. And you and I talk all the time. We're kind of on the same wavelength. So Mm -hmm. to kind of just remember that everyone else listening isn't in the context of my life. They're just like on this 2D world. Trying to decide where we focus that energy is really, really Mm -hmm. difficult because what do we bring to our podcast? Do we talk about just our real life with, you know, kind of ignoring the tough conversations that are Mm -hmm. when it comes to 2D, it's, it may cause more harm than good. I don't know. But I think that that's kind of what I realized is kind of the same thing. What you're talking about is where do you put your energy on social media when those things pop up and a lot of our life is on social media. So how do we make an impact? You know, I see a lot of friends who are super passionate uh, as well, but kind of use their social media platform to really post constantly about the issues that are going on in our world. And I always think like, at one point, is that going to change people's mm-hmm. minds? I have a hard time kind of sussing all of that out of like where I want to where I want to bring that to social media. I mean, quite frankly, Scott and I talk about this all the time, and yeah. he joked, he's like, "I need to just create a burner account for you that no one knows it's you. Yeah, you can post you need a burn book. Yeah, I need a burn book." He's like, and he actually he actually did create a burner account for me. He's like, "I want you to use this," <laughs> and and I haven't used it yet, but he's like, "I want you to use this for all the posts that you really want to post, but you like restrain." Um, because I, it's hard, it's hard because you're Mm -hmm. passionate about these things, but then you're like, Oh, I don't want to offend people. But I'm like, but I'm passionate because these things are a problem, you know? So it's just important to you. It's important to me. And so that's really been hard. I think that's also something that's hard is just knowing that a lot of us are on that same trajectory and journey and learning curve of how do I, how do I talk about this? How do I react to it? How do I react, react to that person. And we are all sort of like using each other as guinea pigs a little bit and figuring out how to communicate about this, which, you know, is impossible when you don't know someone. And and the other thing is like the half of this stuff, I wouldn't know about these people if it weren't for their social media. A thousand percent. Yeah. I'd be like, whoa, I didn't know. Whoa, Mm -hmm. that's actually really racist what you just posted. I not sure I can look at you the same way, you know? So these are the things that I think I'm trying to learn. And I will constantly learn, but I think especially right now, we are very close to an election. It's mm-hmm. very tense in the United States, probably all over the world. But I just, I, I had to acknowledge that. And I think um, back to what our listener was saying, just about how every opinion is valid. And I truly believe that. And the mm-hmm. other thing is that, again, back to the 2D version of what people get of us, like they are really just getting a snippet of our lives and that I really value everyone's opinion. I really value what everyone has to say and bring to the table, but people only hear an hour of us a week, if that, and maybe 10 minutes of it is us kind of talking about things that are going on in the world. And this is just a really difficult time for us in our lives. And it's kind of hard for me to kind of dampen that down. So I do restrain. I restrain a lot. I today I was laughing. I was like, I do have a lot of anger. I need to work out, and uh, that's just have real. A lot of feelings. Got a lot of feelings, but yeah. So I just really appreciate everyone kind of being honest with that and being respectful when you do write. And thank mm-hmm. you for going in and leaving some reviews. I saw you guys did you did a great job of leaving reviews, <laughs> and I really appreciate that. Um, but let's take a quick break. Let's take a quick let's. breather. Let's take a quick break and talk about this week's sponsor. Know and love them. It's Blue Blocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X, the makers of the blue light blocking glasses that we love. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast by going to blueblocks.com and entering the discount code JOY. And one thing that we've been hearing a lot from, there's two things, I guess two things actually, that I want to make sure you guys all know. First of all, this company is based in Australia, so it's not going to be something that's two-day shipping. It does take a little bit of time for them to get the glasses to you. So just know that, have that expectation going in. But the other thing, which is very exciting, is that they do have kids' styles. So for all of you guys who your kids are starting back up with virtual learning, we have had multiple listeners who have purchased these for their family members as virtual learning gets going. And every single person we hear from is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how high quality these are. Turns out you really do get what you pay for. And these are so much higher quality, so much more comfortable, and you can actually wear them all day long. 
as opposed to like the $30 or $15 pair you get on Amazon that like are squeezing your head within an hour. So head to Blue Box, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com, discount code is JOY, and invest in some high quality blue light blocking glasses for yourself, for your families. Kick off the virtual learning year, which thinking about all of you parents who are just diving right back into that because it's a struggle. It's a struggle. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Okay. Oh, actually, one thing I did want to ask you about is, you know, I know that you have a lot of clients in your real life world (laughs) that are teens and families. And do you have any suggestions, speaking of online learning, for ways that parents can help kids and teens manage the stress of the kind of like unique stresses of being in an online learning environment? Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's really hard. Well, I think a lot of people would probably agree with this too, is what we've been finding with a lot of our families and kids is just creating a structure. I know that sounds stating the obvious, but creating a structure and creating a space that is like feeling like they're actually going to school. So not unlike when you're working from home and you like have to create a schedule and you have to create structure, you have to create something that's like very similar to going to work. So you don't feel like you're just plopping on the couch, opening a laptop and like in your pajamas. So I know that like some kids, I think just really have a hard time with kind of the separation from school, like actually going to school and being at home. So I think that that might help. But some kids, it's every family's different. So I feel like every kid is going to react differently. Some kids are going to be like totally fine doing it that way. But if you can kind of create some type of special space, I think that's really helpful. The screen exhaustion is just, that's going to be real. But at the same time, kids are looking at their screens all day and their phones, especially teenagers. So they're kind of used to that. But you want to kind of create some other activities like outside of the house and be really being as intentional as you can of like getting outside and doing as many safe social things as you can. I think the social aspect and the in-person thing is really concerning for me as someone who works with children and teens is that developmental stage of being around your peers is huge for this time in their lives. So the virtual world is great, but I would just be really careful about that, especially with um, doldrums. But you know, there's like some kind of online people aren't always unsupervised (laughs) internet time yeah so you always want to be careful of that to begin with but just really being mindful of having them interact with peers and having some type of social activities if they can do it in a safe way but you know I just worry about that like dances and football games and all those things that kids get to do and teens get to do at this time in their lives is like really, really special and really important. So if there's a way, I'm sure their friend groups, if you can get friend groups to be creative and kind of recreate those in a way that's, I guess, maybe unique and special that they'll look back and be like, wow, that was really a hard year, but we got through it together. I think that can make a lot of, of difference, but really it's just kind of like noticing and paying attention. So what you maybe think I always tell parents, like, don't project your worries onto your kid. You have to really see if that's actually one of their worries or is that just your worry. And if it's your worry, that's great. You're a caring, loving parent. But just check in if that's their worry and they're struggling with something, then you want to address it. But for the most part, I mean, this is just something to acknowledge, too, is everyone's going to deal with it differently. But if you can create some type of structure, some type of routine, I think that's your best bet right now. And just kind of going with the flow. I mean, everyone's in a different, unique situation. Some people are going back to school. Some people are just doing all virtual So I just really kind of been thinking so much about the parents and uh, how hard it is to parent right now in this year. If you have a school-aged child, if you have a young child, any age child, this is just really, really a hard time to be a parent. So I don't need to tell you that, but I just want to remind you that you're doing a good job. Are there, can kids and teens use apps like Talkspace? There are some apps that, that kids and teens can use. I can't remember if Talkspace has a teen. I'm pretty sure they do have therapists for teens on Talkspace and BetterHelp. There are some really great kind of meditation apps. I need to get the name. I think it's called Silver Cloud. I'll get the name of it and I'll post it in the show notes. But there's a great app that's kind of really catered towards teens that really helps them with kind of like dealing with their emotions and it's kind of mindfulness, it's mindfulness but it's more and I think actually calm or headspace might have catered towards teens as well so I think that those are really good resources for kids to kind of get some type of mental break <sighs> yeah we're I'm miles is starting part-time preschool next week after Labor Day and it's like 25 minutes away from our house and it's only three hours a day so I'm gonna be driving for two hours every day just so he can go to school for three hours 
So hopefully that feels worth it. (laughs) It's fine. All right. So moving into next week. So Joy and I have this like little, Joy has kind of created this little like podcast podcaster group text that we have with um, Kat Jaffe is on there sometimes who uh, founded House of Pod. And then um, Doug Fraser, who is just does a ton of different podcasts. He has a podcast on NPR. He has a bunch of different podcast projects in the works. And this is like our little kind of like just podcaster burn book a little bit. And we have these FaceTime calls every couple of weeks. And on our call that we just had a couple of days ago, we were talking to Doug and he was saying that he had just started taking these um, voice actor lessons. And it got us talking about the last time that we tried something for the first time. And I know that's like, you know, when was the last time you did something for the first time? Like, I think that's like, a, it's like a moody Instagram caption. But to actually answer that question, I think a lot of us don't stop and yeah. think like, when was the last time that I tried something for the first time? And Joy, for you, it had been a long time. It had been a long time. And when I say tried something for the first time, I was really kind of thinking of like something brand, brand new that was really out of my comfort zone. That was like not just like a slight, it wasn't like, oh, I I tried, I'd always been a runner, but I tried running a marathon. Like, no, like something completely brand new skill set. And yours was roller derby, which was like eight or nine years ago at this point. Roller derby. That was a long time ago. It was around the same time that I started my CrossFit right. gym. Started going to and a CrossFit gym. And I remember I was kind of, yeah, going to a CrossFit gym. I've doing, been doing CrossFit in my little work gym. But I just remember thinking like, oh, I, I think I ran into it with one of my girlfriends at I work. Think there was and a we were like, let's on, try right? it. Did you say that? Oh, no, maybe that, I'm just thinking of every was. other activity you do where you get a group on. <laughs> <laughs> Probably <laughs> all the marathons and races. I want to say I I can't remember honestly. I want to say maybe I saw about and because that's what they call their you know mm. their events is called about. And I want to say I either went to about or saw about. Anyway, I got the information of kind of how to start the practice league. And I just joined and I had a blast and it was really scary. And Doug asked a great question about like, what kept you coming back? And my answer to that was I I could see progress and I felt like every practice I was getting mm-hmm. better. And, you know, ultimately I stepped away from that and I never really joined the actual league. I just stayed in the practice league for a while um, because I ended up taking my talents to CrossFit. <laughs> And mine, I mean, I, so after we got off that call, I started thinking actually probably the most recent thing where I had no idea what I was doing was getting into baking sourdough. Uh-huh. And that was like a huge learning curve. I was not, you know, not, had never baked bread before in my life. And that may sound silly to be like sour, but sourdough is its whole own thing and method. Um, but prior to that, the thing I was thinking of was ice climbing, which I don't know, kind of maybe doesn't count because it was a derivative of rock climbing, which I've been doing for a long time. And like, so it wasn't like completely out of, out of left field. But that's our question to you guys this week is when is the last time you tried something brand new for the first time? And, or what is something that you've always wanted to try, but have never gotten around to? And so we talked about that a little bit as well. And I said, mine was, I really, I mean, I really want to get back to speaking Spanish. That's not necessarily something I've never tried because I used to be able to speak at least like decent Spanish. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to have to think for next week, like what's something that I truly have never done that I've always really wanted to do. But that this also brings up a good point, which is that we you and I never get talked about what we're proud of ourselves for. And you had something. Yeah. So okay, I'll make it. Okay, I'll share it. Share. So I think us. I'm really good at. Well, I think I'm a good therapist. And I know it sounds really silly because you don't really get to hear that side of me here. But I think I'm a really good therapist because if someone comes to me for therapy, I'm really good at all the pieces of their life and how they could potentially fit together and why they need to see me and then how I can help them. So I think I'm very skilled at kind of honing in to people's words and lives and the things that kind of make them who they are and kind of work through their pain. But I'm also really good at managing. I think I'm a good manager. I, I've worked really hard to become a good manager. I used to be a really crappy manager at my old job and I learned from my mistakes and I think I'm really good at it now. So that's something I'm really proud of is like, I don't, I see a lot of really crappy managers out there. 
I'm sure I'm not, I don't know everything, but I feel like I'm really good at what I do. I think that's great. Mine last week that I said was that I'm really good at editing, which I still agree with. But I think my other thing that I'm really good at is I think I'm really good at making people feel welcome and comfortable in a given situation. I think I'm good at making people just feel really comfortable talking to me. Like if somebody is new to a situation or if we're learning to do something or if we're at an event, like I'm good at making people feel welcome and that I want them to be there and that I'm excited to be with them and, you know, and that they can like talk to me and be honest with me. And so you just dive right in. Yeah. I I like to think so. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also often ends up in like people, I don't want to say oversharing because I don't consider it to be oversharing, but like I get to, to know very personal things about people very quickly, <laughs> which I appreciate, which I think is kind of ironic in a way, because I think like one of the things that I can come across as, is being like very non-emotional. Or that you don't like to deal um, with feelings. And so in a way <laughs> that I don't like to deal with feelings, but Yet, I tend to know very personal things about people. I don't think that I'm a non-emotional or like someone who doesn't like to t- doesn't like to experience feelings. I just am the type of person who doesn't need to talk about them all the time overtly. So please send us your voice memos. You can use do a voice memo on your phone. Just hold the phone up like you're making a phone call and send them to this is joyandclaire at gmail.com. Or you can go to our Instagram account at joyandclaire underscore and use the contact us button to call our Google voice number and it will go directly to voicemail and you can leave a voicemail and we will be able to play it back like a recording. Either of those are great. Or you can just send it to us as an email and we will read it on the show. Thank you guys so much. We are really enjoying doing these and sort of like feeling more connected to you guys at a time when we can't be with you in person. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. You're the best. You're All the right. best. So don't forget to support the podcast by supporting our sponsor, Blue Blocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. You know who got some Blue Blocks recently? Mr. Will Lanier. And they look so good. He sent us a picture modeling He them. looks so good because he's so cute, but they're he's great so glasses. Yeah, And they've made him even cuter, if that's even possible. So thank you for supporting the sponsors that support our podcast. Thank you for listening. Feel free to leave us a review. That would be great. Feel free to send us a DM or an email just about your life. We'd love to hear from you. And we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Cause no one can.